0: This is a teaching from Grace River Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. Our prayer is that this sermon will help inspire
1: you to take the next step of your faith with Jesus Christ.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Chris Eiffel. I'm lead pastor here at Grace River Church, and I want to say thank you so much for watching online at home today. Today, uh, we are wrapping up a sermon series called Not the Same, uh, and we're wrapping up really by talking about how uh, every single worldwide religion is different, not the same as Christianity. There are some people that would say just choose a path, Uh, And as long as you're a sincere person, then that path will get you to God. And so today we're actually gonna talk about how that's not a reality, how that's not found in the Bible anywhere. Uh, And how every world religion would tell you that they're not the same, uh, that they are different. And so we've been looking at different worldwide religions, but today we're actually gonna talk about the non-religion, which is known as atheism. And so uh, the atheist would just simply say that God doesn't exist, that they haven't seen the facts that prove that there's a God. Um, And as a result of that, they've actually created their own religion and it's called non-religion, but it's actually a trust in themselves uh, or a trust in what's known as scientism, not necessarily science, uh, but scientism. And so uh, we're going to talk today a little bit about the fact uh, that, that even in atheism, um, that it's still a religion. And so I, I know this, though, when it comes to our souls and our longing for God is that every single one of us have a soul. And all of our souls long for something more. And so every one of us have a soul and our souls long for something more. Our our souls long to be with God. In fact, God created us to be with him. But he also gives us a choice to be with him or to be without him. Uh, And atheism just simply says the choice is we choose to be without God. We choose to exist without God. We choose to exist without worshiping him. And instead it turns inward instead of outward worship. It's an inward worship of like, hey, I get to make up my own rules. I get to do my own thing. Uh, And so atheism really is a religion. And so uh, we've been looking throughout this series, the book of Galatians, and we're going to wrap up with that at the end. But in Romans chapter one, the apostle Paul talks about this. He talks about uh, the reality behind uh, people's hearts turning uh, from worshiping God to worshiping themselves or turning from worshiping the creator Uh, to worshiping the created. And so in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, Paul says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Creation itself is pointing us to God. Uh, The fact that all of this would happen by accident actually requires more faith uh, than it does to believe that there was a God uh, who spun everything into motion. And so uh, you may have watched that movie Nacho Libre uh, and you may remember Nacho's friend. And he says, I don't know why you're always have to judge me because I only believe in science. And so, uh, and then if you remember in the movie, Nacho baptizes him real fast with some water uh, and, because he wants him to become a believer. And I say that all as a joke, but the reality is, is that, uh, that science uh, is a great tool, uh, but science outside of faith is missing something. And so Uh, we look at verse 21 it says this yes uh, they knew God but they would they wouldn't worship him as God even even give him thanks and they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like as a result their minds became dark and confused and so uh, what we do uh, in life is we begin to build this this religion or this idea or this ideology that maybe God exists maybe he doesn't and it's easier sometimes to go yeah he doesn't exist so I can make up my own rules and come up with my own ideas about who God is. But if we look at verse 20, again, all of creation, you can look at every sunrise and every sunset, and it points to a God who wants to be with you. And so whether you have an atheistic background or not, or maybe you have a friend that's an atheist, I I just want to encourage you, man, every single one of us have a longing in our hearts to be with God. But we also have this other longing in our heart to do it without God, to do life without him. It's really a matter of who will you do life with? Will you do it alone on your own or will you do it with God? Then in verse 22, claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. And so uh, this, this is the, the, a mention here of idol worship and the, the, the reality that they exchanged uh, the truth of God for something else. Uh, they exchanged the truth of God really for a lie. And instead of worshiping the God who created all of this stuff, it's super interesting that they instead decided to worship the things that God created. And at the core of atheism, that's what it is. It's a, it's a self-worship. At the core of atheism, it's, it's hey, I, I don't need God. And instead, we all worship something. That's not the question, whether or not you worship something or not. I mean, you... you we either worship God or we worship our kids, or we worship God or we worship a relationship, or we worship God or we worship our stuff. We worship God or we worship our careers, right? So the matter isn't, the, the issue really isn't worship. The issue is what do we worship? And Paul says it here that that we wouldn't become fools. And instead of trading and, and worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worship idols. And so idol worship is something that, that can happen to any of us. And then in verse 24, so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they, uh, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. Then in verse 25, they traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal, of eternal place. Atheism simply says this, that there is no with. Atheism would just say that if there is one chair, We live in a one-chair world, which simply is the idea that it's just me, that I don't know how it all spun into motion. There's no answer for how it all started. All I know is, is that I'm just here and it's just me. But my question is, if it's just you and there's not a God, then how did the chair get here? If you're just sitting here alone in a chair, God created you, and you just sit idly in this chair, then how in the world? did the chair get there. And it takes actually more faith to believe that this all happened by a series of accidents than to believe that a God actually created that. And so there's some theories about how the one chair got here, how we got here. One of the theories is like there was a geothermal vent in in the world. Uh, There's other theories that this all happened through mud and and over billions and billions and billions of years uh, that a single cell uh, eventually came into place, came into motion. Maybe uh, it it came on the back of crystals or from a meteor uh, shower from another planet. Uh, There are some people that believe that aliens uh, put all this into motion. Uh, But the reality is, is that it takes more faith to believe any of that than to simply believe that there was a God who created it all. And so uh, generating life from this will take a change of events that defies laws of probability. In fact, this is a quote uh, from this video. It's a documentary that I saw on the history channel. Uh, and it's called, uh, the name of the show is called naked science. And it's this idea, uh, really of how it is that the world got spun into motion. I want you to watch this quick video and I want you to notice this statement generating life from this will take a change of events that defies the law of probability to believe that God did not create the world actually defies everything with math and science. Watch this.
1: four billion years ago a ball of rock and dust spins in the frozen vacuum of space this isn't Mars or Venus this hell is Earth this seething lifeless mass of molten lava will become home to nearly 9 million living species. But generating life from this will take a chain of events that defies the laws of probability. There are many theories. Nobody knows exactly how or where life began. But it couldn't happen. Without water. Experts believe asteroids or comets delivered it here. The water is churning with chemicals and organic compounds. Lightning strikes the chemical soup at the right place and the right time. Billions of volts of electricity trigger a chain of improbable coincidences. The chemical's atoms join up in a precise sequence, creating a bundle of genetic material. These fragile genes don't stand a chance in this extreme environment. But luck strikes again. A blob of oily material engulfs a single chain to create the first-ever cell. Now, the genes send out messages, chemical instructions. And 3.5 billion years ago, they do something extraordinary. They copy themselves and the cell to create a perfect clone. This is the very first living thing. Every human, every animal, every bug, every plant can trace its origins to this
0: single cell. Now, you see, every single person is a person of faith somehow to believe that requires a ton of faith. And what I'm saying is that maybe life with God doesn't always make perfect sense, but it makes a lot more sense with God than without them. In fact, uh, Walter Bradley said this about science. He said this, and I'm not knocking science at all. But he said, "Today, it takes a great deal of faith to be an honest scientist who is an atheist." And so, uh, it's a, it's it's difficult because all of the signs, even in science, point to a creator. Uh, I sat in science classes. I, I didn't I didn't just go to Bible college, and so I uh, I went to a state school for a while, Missouri State. Um, in springfield and i would sit through science classes and i would listen and man as i would listen to different, uh, bio- and bi- different biology classes and different chemistry classes i would often sit there and think man that sounds a whole lot like creation that sounds a whole lot like if there's a watch there's probably a watchmaker and i was kind of really kind of worried even walking into the science building as a christian thinking man this is going to actually make me lose my faith and to be honest, it only strengthened my faith more and more because it helped me to understand and to realize uh, that there really is a God, that all of this can't be an accident. The probability of this being an accident uh, is, is really wild. And so um, it was uh, an experiment done in 1953. Uh, it, it's called the Miller Experiment. Uh, and they, they, they were able to find a way to create amino acids. And uh, this is quite an interesting story because uh, they, they, they found that they could find a way to actually duplicate life uh, through this experiment. And what they did is they could take one Lego, they could take one Lego and go, okay, this uh, is a protein. And they were able to, to discover the protein by putting together a uh, hundred different amino acids to make this, this one protein. Um, and so. As a result of making this protein, uh, they had bonds that, that bonded the protein together and those bonds happened and, and created 300 different different proteins as a result of this. And from those proteins, uh, they, they were able to take 30,000 of those proteins and make a single cell as a result of it. And uh, that's pretty wild to think about that they were able to do that just from, uh, they, they took one Lego block and they were able to create with different amino acids, the different proteins uh, to make an actual cell, and this is wild to think about, but uh, they, they were able to do this in a precise order with the right kind of bonds and the right kind of place with the right timing to create all of this. And so they were able to create a protein that they hoped would, would eventually create a cell as a result of it. And each one of those cells had its own little DNA as a result of it. And, and the probability of this being able to happen in an, un, in a, in an uncontrolled environment, like what happened in creation, I mean, they had a lab they did this in, they had the right controls, the right things to happen. The reality of this happening uh, would be like doing something like this for a second. I got a big tub of Legos here. And so, as I mentioned, they were able to take these this, this tub and uh, they were able to to create this controlled experiment where they had the, everything was just right in the right place, in the right time, with all the different right kind of acids, with the right kind of protein. They were able to put it all together And as a result of it, they were able to create, as a result of it, they were able to create one singular cell as a result. And the probability of this happening in an uncontrolled environment, uh, like the video that we just watched, the probability of all of that taking place is the same probability of mixing all of that up and coming out with a TIE fighter. That you would just magically be able to pull this out and go, oh, look at what, Look at what we just created as a result of it. The probability is like that when it comes to trusting that all of this happened by accident. And so that lends us to help us understand one big thing. Could it be, friends, could it be that there's a second chair? Like, is there a way to go, okay, there happens to be a God who created all of this, who spun all of this into motion. And his desire is just that that we would be with him. And so maybe it's this, this, though. He's scooting his chair closer and closer and closer to us, but at times in our life, we don't really want him. And, and atheism kind of screams that. That just simply says, I, I haven't seen evidence that there's a God, and as a result of that, I'm not really interested in him. Francis Crick says this, an honest man uh, armed with all the knowledge available to us now could only state that in some sense the origin of life appears at the moment to almost be, almost be, a miracle. So many are so many of the conditions which would have to be satisfied to get it all going. And so I wonder, man, could it be that there's a second chair? Something or someone put the chair here. It had to be. And so the religion of non-religion is still a religion because you are still trusting in something. You're trusting in some miracle, some accident. The difficult part about atheism is it tells you that you can't have a worldview where there's a god and here's my challenge to those of you that that know someone in atheism or maybe yourself you struggle with that yourself is what other world religion says you can't question something like in christianity we welcome the questions in christianity we, we say that god can handle your doubts he can handle your fears in atheism it's you stand to reason and the one thing the one question that you can't ask is could it be that there is a chair here that that brought all of this into existence. So biblical Christianity simply says this, is that we were created to be with God, that God is scooting his chair closer and closer and closer to us. And so some next steps for you to think about today uh, in this teaching, the first one is this, would you just choose to be with God? Like, would you just make a decision to say, I'm going to choose to be with him, to to instead of scooting my chair away from him, that I would understand that even even though I couldn't make a way to get to God, God made a way to get to me. So maybe that's it. Or maybe you would just do this. If you're on a journey today and you're trying to figure out who God is, would you just simply allow your heart and your mind to go where the facts take you, to study this creation account, to study the person of Jesus the reality behind the Bible, the reality behind the person of Jesus, the reality behind the resurrection, would you study all of that and simply go go where the facts take you? And then if you're a Christian today, would you lovingly share the grace of God? You know, it it doesn't help to be rude or to be a jerk. And all religions are different. I think that's really important to understand. But we, we don't have to be intolerant. We don't have to be jerks about it. Uh, if you're a Christian today, and you've got a friend that is is an atheist or an agnostic, that you would simply decide that you're going to love them well, point them to the to the Son Jesus, point them to the same God that you experienced, that you would make that decision to be that kind of person to say, "Man, I, I know that arguments aren't going to change anything, debates don't change much of anything, but instead that you would just simply decide that you're going to love your friends to Jesus," and so. Uh, I think we all have a next step to take. It's important that you identify what that is. And maybe that next step is that you would today just choose to be with God. That today's the day for you where you go, man, there, there had to be a God that spun all of this into motion. It takes more faith not to believe than to believe. So maybe today's the day that you just go, all right, man, I, I recognize that, that I'm not a mistake, that I didn't come from some, some, some accident that happened billions of years ago that God intentionally created you because he wanted to be with you. And so today you may feel alone. You may feel like you don't have answers. And here's what I'm here to tell you, man. I'm not telling you that whenever you receive Christ or when you decide that, 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 that he really is Lord, that all of your problems go away. But what I am saying is this, is life makes a whole lot more sense with him than without him. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment and maybe Maybe today you recognize that, that there is a second chair, that you're not here alone, and that God is pursuing you. If that's you today, and you've never made Jesus the savior of your life, you can do that right now. And you can do that by praying a prayer like this. God, thank you for sending your only son to come and die in my place. God, I, I thank you that I'm not a mistake. And God, that you even would want to be with me blows my mind. And God, today, I believe that you sent your only son for all my mistakes, for all my hurts, for all my habits, and for all my hang-ups. And God, today, I confess with my heart and with my life him and only him to be my Savior. God, today, I say I love you and I want to be with you. Thank you for saving me and making me a Christian. It's in Jesus' name we pray all this. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our in-person services that meet on Sunday at 830, 945, and 11 a.m.
1: If you feel so inclined to give, you can do so at www.graceriver.cc. Have a great week.